1: now. Welcome to the Ryback Show. I'm your host, the big guy Ryback. Happy Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me. We are dreaming, streaming on Instagram, Facebook at Ryback Reeves, Twitch at Ryback Rules here at Ryback TV on YouTube and live on X Spaces. Thank you to those of you that join on the show today, guys. No plugs up front. We're going to ride into the show today in memory of of Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotundo. And uh, if you guys want to call in as well and uh, share any memories, your favorite memories with him, uh, favorite matches, anything uh, that you feel like you want to talk about, please feel free with everything. Uh, Yesterday, I was working out and uh, getting towards the end of my leg workout, and I saw a comment on YouTube, someone said something about Bray Wyatt passing away, and uh, and I, I didn't, I look, I, I didn't take it seriously, thinking there's no there's no way. Just talking about him yesterday earlier in the show, and uh, had talked to people prior that I know that that like he was, I, I was aware a little bit of of kind of what was going on. I didn't I didn't dive too far into it. But I was of the understanding that um, that, that everything was good, and uh, so I just thought maybe it was just somebody trolling or or whatever. And, and I, I, I type in his name, and uh, I see the the Hunter Triple H tweet on on, on X on Twitter, and uh, just shit, just shock. And uh, still, I'm in I'm in shock and disbelief, and uh, sat there for for a bit and like trying to like understand like what the hell happened or what was going on. And I was able to um, talk to Joe Henning, who was one of his best friends, if not his best friend and uh, Curtis Axel, a lot of you may know him and, and talked to him for a little bit. And uh, he was, he was, it was, you know, having a rough go at things as we all are, but I mean, he was, he was as close with him as anybody. Over all the years and uh, even though they weren't around each other as much, all of us, because when you're away and whatnot, but he, uh, you know, and, and kind of just everything going on. And I can't believe it that it, shortly after I talked with him and, and he had to get going. He was, it was he's, it's going to be really tough on him. The. He got going and but but i saw that it came out of what happened which i'd i'd heard about and uh before they'd before the things had came out and uh it sucks it, it, i don't I, I feel for for his family for bo for for jojo his ex-wife samantha his father mother and father mike you know whom whom was always great to me up there and with all of them and the you know it just it, it's just shocking and I think everybody's in a, in a state of disbelief. Thirty six years old, and uh, I don't know, heart attack, heart failure. It just, it's something. That just makes you kind of just go, "What the hell's going on?" And uh, sucks. So, but talked to a few of the guys yesterday. A lot of us, you know, we 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 came up together in uh, Florida Championship Wrestling, and so like, there's. And and everybody you're going to hear, everyone's going to just like, and for me, I always like just sharing positive stories and like memories. I've always, and and that helps, you know, kind of cope with the situation and and remembering them in a good way. I've got a fiend shirt behind me here on the chair that I'll keep in here forever. I wouldn't, I ordered a Bray Wyatt. I don't order figures or anything. I was like, shit, I'm going to, I want a Bray Wyatt figure. And I'm hanging it up in here. That'll be in hopefully next few days. Just little things, but like we all came up together from developmental. And, but everybody you're seeing is sharing all these things, and it's not, you know, it. It sucks that sometimes somebody passes away, but like, this is how we all feel all the time about, you know, not just only each other, but but him. Nobody's gonna have a bad thing to say about him. He was he was loved by everyone, like universally, and that's why I was always kind of when I, you guys hear me talk on here when I see like that the dirt sheet bullshit. And I tell you guys passionately, like, don't fucking believe this shit. Like, it's because I fucking know the guy. We all know the guy. And it's like, that's why I was trying to to, to say, you know, like, don't believe the lies that come out on different things and people. It, it's not fucking true. He's one of the greatest guys, nicest guys in the world on top of being one of the most talented, you know. And so. And, and this, this is what happens, you know, with it. So it's like, fuck, think about that. Um but we all came up together from developmental, you know, and, and I just, we all have our stories of when we met each other and like me, him and Bo, you know, Bo, I feel for, I don't, I can't even imagine with everything just, it just just it doesn't feel right. Like it doesn't feel like this was the way he was supposed to go, but ultimately, you know, with God, it's not our call on that. And there's other, other plans at play. And all we could do is just, is remember, remember him in, in the best light possible and, you know, hopefully tonight I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what WWE. I, I, I talked with with Wade Stu a long time yesterday. We we were going back and forth all throughout the day and night, and a couple other guys, and um, just sharing stories, laughing, you know, about everything and our different things with him. And he uh, he was saying he he thinks they're going to do a really you know really really good deal for him tonight. But I. I expect nothing less especially being under contract and coming back you know where you know if, usually when guys are gone or something they'll you know you might get the 10 bell salute or the little photo or a, a video package but hopefully the whole show is is I would something very special tonight and, and I'll be watching and hopefully raw too I, I wouldn't you know it's not my call on any of that but he was loved by everybody just so you guys know on that and it's uh, but you start together like in developmental and we all have like our different stories and everything and you know it's just i like i, I just like yesterday and like even today i'm just trying to go back and remember like there's so many moments you have with so many people and then things just start popping in your head and like you're sharing stories with the other guys and like then you'll think of something different and like you remember a different time that you might have forgotten about or you know what i mean so it's uh just absolutely shocking though in 36 years old and you know the wrestling in the grand wrestling in the grand scheme of things and I know you guys all know him from wrestling and it you know his career was absolutely amazing and, like but there was there was so much more that he was he was going to do with that but but you know it it's life you know the family and the four daughters and leaving behind everybody that's you know that's what you think about in this, none of the other shit matters in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter, it's the family and then the friends, and you know, but all we could do is remember him in a, in a positive light. And hopefully, man, you know, that that show should be something special that you guys are going to see everybody. Hopefully, people get to share stories. And you know, I remember him, he, he, I, I, I put a tweet about earlier today. He, uh, he he loves to laugh, man. And that I always, I've always i got pictures of him. I, I had to find a photo on my old phone. I had a photo from him th- that he let me t- take of him when he was Husky Harris, and he got set back down in, in developmental. And I was down there after Nexus, my ankle injury, and he was down there. It was a TV taping. And it was after the shows were all over, and he was by one of the practice rings at FCW in the back. And, uh, and I never posted the photo. And I, I sent it to Stu. Wade wanted to see it. Because he hadn't seen it in a while. But we, we all have photos of each other just being silly at different times. And randomly you'll send I I, I randomly would send Bray that photo over the years. And, and that's the thing Bray always texts me back to no matter how long we've gone without talking. I was I was telling Wade Stu yesterday, I go, Fuck. I remember years ago I was in line at honey baked hams, like for Thanksgiving, like the day before, and the line was really long. I was picking up a ham. And I just randomly just sent Bray that photo. <laughs> And, uh, and I just said, I'll never forget it's, but it's him like kind of being like Chris Farley with his finger on his lip, like kind of around the, in a seductive manner around the ring post, just wearing a pair of trunks and, you know, just stuff like that. Like he always, we always were always making each other laugh. So the, that was like the, everyone has stories like this with him, but like, he always would just say. I remember one time I, at a live event, I was walking around in shorts and I, I've got big calves. I don't, you guys, you can see them, I guess, if I wrestle, my boots. I've got the low cut boots, but I've got big legs. My calves, but I've got defined calves. I always have. And um, I don't know if he'd never noticed my calves before, but he was just, he'd go, holy shit, Skippy, you've got perfect calves. <laughs> and they're like meaty calves and like the whole, the whole show. He just like kept saying, he goes, God, I wish I had your calves. Like, but like little things like that, like, he'll just like, he'll hone in on something and like, but he really meant it. He like, he loved my calves on that. But like, until we worked together, you know, I got to work with him a lot over the years and uh, as as Ryback and and him in in WWE with him and as Bray Wyatt. And we had a program with a pay-per-view, but we got to work together on live events for quite a long time for months. And sometimes like your angle will be over on, on, for TV or pay-per-view, but you'll stay on the live events. So I got to work him for a a good period of time, but we did tag matches too. After, like, I remember going on a European tour with me and the Usos versus uh, the Wyatt family, you know, just every night on those European tours. Like, so you just, when you, you know, not not only are you just, I was around him around each other, but you get to work with someone for a good period of time. You get to know him pretty well, you know, and and, uh, he always took care of me and, and vice versa. Like just always was a pleasure, the easiest guy to wrestle in the world. And it's that's one of the cool things about when you're like I talk about being from developmental together, you have a bond with the guys that you come up with because you've seen each other. You guys were all very similar, and that we're a group of guys that just really loved wrestling, that had the the ambition and the drive to go for our dreams. It's kind of like and give this, and this isn't the the perfect analogy, but kind of there's a lot of guys that don't fucking make it. And so you're in developmental and it's kind of like, and it's not the same thing, but I'm just trying to give you an analogy analogy going to war. And it, it, it's like, who's going to fucking make it and who's going to, who's going to, who's going to come out and stick together. Who's going to survive. And, and then there's, there's many that don't make it unfortunately. Right. And that's kind of like, it's a, it's a cutthroat environment at times. And, and with WWE, you get a, you get a big pool of talent, you know, and we had a really big class of people. We had a lot of guys that fucking made it, which isn't common usually just a few people make it out of every class. We had a big fucking group from our FCW class of guys that we all go and training all day together, eating lunch together, driving to towns at various times together, just going out together at different times. And so like, you know, there was that group of us that made it and had our success in all our own different ways with everything. And it's, uh, but to get to, to to wrestle and be around him, you know, for prolonged periods of time. And uh, you know, he, he would just to share some, you know, he'd come find me at live events. He always, I always liked to warm up really good and get pumped and I'd be doing my push ups and my bands and I'd be doing different like stretches and warmups. And he'd always, he, he, he was a little more simple at times. And he would just come find me at shows and not every show, but, but a lot he'd come find me and he, it there was an amateur wrestling deal where you go back and forth with underhooks and you're banging each other chest to chest back and forth and you get kind of a rhythm going and you pick up the speed, but we're like two big guys going and he would just come find me. He's like, he'd be like, Skippy, your ride back. Let's go. And he needed to get warmed up and he knew that I was good to go at any time. And so we boom, 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 knock it out for, for two, three minutes, get blown up and uh, he would just take off. He was ready to go. So it's like, you, you just remember little things like that over the years. He, uh, I've talked about it on here, too, before he he loved to, to try to get me to crack when we we're in the ring. And uh, even I and, and vice versa, because <clears throat> he's a serious character most of the time, all the time, outside of the, the latest Bray, the Firefly uh, Fly Hunt, Funhouse Bray. But he um, there was one time he <laughs> we locked up and uh, and I, I put this on Twitter. And he just goes, you, God, you've got perfect nipples. <laughs> and then he started tussling around really aggressively. So we start tussling around, going back and forth in the ring on the lockup. And just meanwhile, I'm fucking laughing. It, was just like, it caught me off guard. He he. That was by far completely out of left field. I wasn't ready, but a fan had told him prior to the match that I had perfect nipples on the outside and he waited to fucking tell me that on the lockup. So it's like that that always just something always that was always the thing we'd see each other and he'd just say perfect nipples or something you know and we all have our stories with him like you're going to hear a million of them tonight and you know, all all for for a long time to come with it so he was uh he he was one of the really really truly truly great ones and hopefully he's uh you know i don't like to speak early, but i saw people already posting pictures and i think i i i i Personally, I agree with this wholeheartedly, is I hope he headlines going into the Hall of Fame next year. So He's uh, he's going to be greatly missed, though. And it's cool to see everybody, you know, sharing all the, the kind words and everything about him. Uh, Super Chat, I'll never forget the way he smiled when I met him. There's a lot of cool stories. Grim of the GTS toy show shared a story about fans and how he got, there was people tweeted him. They didn't have money for one of the shows and he'd got them tickets. And, you know, it's things like that, that a lot of people don't hear about the guys that, that we're all very similar in that way of like, he, he's one of the really good ones and, and just has a kind, genuine heart. You know, you know, him from what you see on TV, it's such a small part, you know, but all of us, like the guys, you know, we all are like all, guys that grew up kids loving wrestling you know he grew up in the business uh you know mean third generation and but he we 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 all find that we all have a love for the for, for wrestling and, that, and a bond in that and we all had a respect and have a respect for each other because we had the courage and the drive to go for it and then you know you have an even greater bond with the guys that, that, that make it together and the greater bond of the guys that make it and survive together up there and i always remember You know, I just there's something I remember him getting on an airplane, and we were talking about contracts, and he just signed another contract, and he was like, "This is my last deal of being a good soldier," and that was that was when I was still there. I think he signed a new deal, like a three year deal or an extension or something. And but that word "good soldier" is a word that that's used often. That was his last deal, kind of being a good soldier before. Then, as you know, his next one was a massive one compared because the fiend and you know. He and he he held true to his word. Like he he was playing a good soldier with them. And cause you know they'll they'll kind of do what they do on, on the contracts at different times. And but he waited and he he got himself in a nice position of power and, and fuck man, he had he had so much success. So thank you for the super chat on here. We're gonna get Shawnee. I see Shawnee on here. We'll get Shawnee on the show. Uh, the dude 87 says, Hey, right back. What are your thoughts on smelling salts? I see a lot of weightlifters using them in the gym. Rest in peace, Bray. Thank you, bud. Yeah, I have used them uh, very few times. I don't really, I never needed them. Uh, I, I don't really, uh, and I've done some pretty big lifts, been around some really strong people. Uh, I, everyone's kind of in, in, you know, an individual on that. And uh, I get it does, I mean, they do. You take a big sniff; it hits you with that. But but at the same time, you like on a lift. You know, I I like you got to be focused and concentrated, and and a lot of it's just confidence of knowing you could do it. But you know, people get crazy. I think sometimes with that stuff, you can get too aggressive, where then your form can be sacrificed. Where you're just ah, you know, and then you're on a on a, a squat, you might be descending, you know, descending too quickly cause you're just so amped up and like where you need to be controlled and, 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 you know, everything locked in. And so I, I have done them a few times, but I, I never really, I, I don't really, I've done, I haven't done a much more and I'd prefer not to do them. Let's get Shawnee on the show here. I'm sure shawnee there's a lot to say buddy how you doing
2: big guy happy friday man happy
1: friday buddy how are you i'm
2: sorry for your loss brother
1: no it's everybody's loss so it, it's everybody's yeah. you know that's and then we're gonna see how loved he really was you know and hopefully that's why i was getting mad though on this shit when i was trying to tell some of you not you but the, the, the show you know with all the bullshit with the dirt sheet stuff and like uh, the, the things that people were coming out the creatively difficult or over the months and like the guy was fighting for his fucking life it's just like shut the fuck up yeah you know yep, i get 100%. mad when i think about that because i was like now he's gone so but one thing was right though you
3: do have perfect nipples i gotta
1: <laughs> say <laughs> I never thought about it until he pointed it out. But they would pop out of that singlet from time to time, and uh, I tell—I I lost it when we locked up. But he knew—he knew the moment I started—I lost it on the lockup. He started tussling around, so that we had to start moving, and he'd start like whipping his head, his hair around, and like yeah, so. Like, he always reminded me too, like he had those Chris Farley quick mannerisms at times when he yes. would like. He oh fuck, he was such a character, man. It's. Do you, uh, big guy, were
2: you uh, close with uh, Brody Lee as well? Or like, like, yeah. was, did you have kind of the same relationship uh, as Bray? And- yeah, I got
1: along in- with Brody really well. Um, I have, I posted pictures. Like, we went bowling together one time and that, he, brought, he brought his son and, you know, we, we were having drinks and we had a bowling bet because I was talking shit to him that I was better at him than bowling. And so like, but I lost the bet. He he kicked my ass. I, it was, I, I, I bowled the worst game I've ever bowled. And it was in some shitty lanes in Albany, Oh my god! but he kicked my ass. But his kid, we had a, we bet, we made a bet for money. So his kid, he gave the kid all, he gave, he gave little Brody all the money. And there's a picture of little Brody just holding all the money, <laughs> but he had, his, his son was wearing a Ryback shirt. Like his man, it was, um, yeah, but it was, I, I it was, uh, I always felt bad. I told you, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't tell you this. I, I talked about it on the show. It, one of the things that always bothered me, because me and like Brody, we talked a, a bit, not like a ton, but enough. Like randomly when I was gone years ago, just before he passed, you know, we, we talked one night for a long time on the phone, I hadn't talked to him in a while, but like, you know, we would text here and there and, you know, as you do with a lot of the guys, when you're gone, you're not, you're not around as much, you know. Of course, with that, like anything, yeah, but you, you pick up kind of where you left off, and you know, that's like I was saying, Bray, like any time I'd ever text him, you know, I, I there was a thing him and, and Taylor Bo would always do in developmental. Uh, it was with Dr. Tom, they started because they're kind of country boys, and uh, it was, called, it was a little game that was called horse eating corn, and they'd come up behind you and they'd take their, their their hand and like right into your thigh, right above your ass, like in the horse eating <laughs> corn, and yeah. grabbing, like startle you. But they, they'd grab you really hard. The big, strong guys, man. So everybody, this started in developmental. So if anybody was slacking or not paying attention, somebody would come up behind you and scare the shit out of you and, like, grab you, like, right underneath, like, your ass, right into your thigh meat. It just, as hard as it, just grab and go, horse eating corn, like, right in your ear. Holy shit, man. I'm guessing you could get a charlie horse that way so that's why they call it that yeah i don't know what it was but it was that god damn that thing was going around developmental we're all always on the lookout like you couldn't trust anybody but look those fuckers got that started down there They used to do that in my baseball team. They used to, so, like, if you weren't paying attention or something, like, the kids, like, they would knee you in your upper quad. Yeah, oh, dead leg. Oh, my God. If you get hit there in the right spot, you're you're dead leg. Easy, easy. That's what, that was, we called it people in school, dead leg, where they'd come up and knee you and dead leg you. Oh, yes. It I hated that worst. game. It was the worst I, I mean, too. I hate that game. bro. And the I things guess, we did as like, kids, if know. that was going on now, it would be like crazy. Oh, forget about it. It'd be like bullying, you know, like
2: you know, forget about it, man. That those dead likes taught me m- m- to watch my surroundings.
1: Yeah, taught me a valuable <laughs> lesson. But like that's the stuff that, that they would do in developmental. We just they people too, like they man, they had uh the, the one of the my fondest memories of them and all of us. They threw the, the, they were, Taylor and, and Wyndham were bow and Duke. Uh, they were a detective gimmick in, in, in Florida championship wrestling for a while. And uh, they threw a bow and Duke bash. They, they threw the best parties. And um, they, this one particular year, I've talked about it before on here. They threw a, the bow and Duke bash uh, Halloween party. We and the, the requirement was you could not come to the party unless you dressed up. As a wrestler, of whether of the past or current, like, but this is like shit, like they we all had just such a great bond down there, and like everyone just loved and respected them, and like just such great fucking guys. And Do you remember who, who you guys dressed up, yeah, yeah, regrettably. So I didn't want to dress up. I was in they, they were on bow in uh in, in Windham. That was like, I was like, I just want to fucking come to the party. I go, I'm a fucking grown-up. I don't want to get a costume. And <laughs> he was like, he was like, right back, you can't come unless you have a Halloween costume. And like, like, just go find something. He's like, I want you to come. And so I, I go, fuck. I go, who the fuck am I? I didn't have a costume. I didn't pay, I didn't buy anything online. I wasn't using Amazon at the time. I was like, what the fuck am I? Who am I gonna go dressed up as? So I go to Walmart and i talked about, and all they had was John Cena fucking I had the spinner belt and I I had I had at home I had from FCW. Steve Kern had given, I had got a John Cena shirt from Kern and fucking and went and got, I don't know if I had the spinner belt, the Cena spinner belt and I had, some, and there was another thing with Cena, I got the, the had the shorts, I, so I fucking went to Cena to the party. Holy shit. Yeah. The
3: shorts? You
1: wore the I had the fucking deal and yeah and they, uh, <laughs> but th- that was the requirement to get fucking into the, in in the admission so, so everybody That's was because I was, I'm kind of like I'm very. I could be very social, but I'm, I'm anti-social as well. Like where, like, yeah, and I was like, I wasn't. Way. I was yeah. like, hadn't decided if I was gonna go or not. And like, I'm like Frank the Tank. I at that time, I was like Frank the Tank. I was like, <laughs> if I go to this, I'm gonna get fucking destroyed. And like, I was yeah, trying like to. You go, you go all out. But yeah, I love them yeah. so much. I was like, I. That's what I'm trying. I love them so much. I was like, I'm not gonna miss the Halloween party. For I'm gonna. And, and sure enough, this, the first sip of alcohol that hit my lips, brother, it was so good. I just fucking started, before I knew it, Whit Bray was fucking pouring me fucking Jack. And I was out back with Taylor chugging Jack out of the bottle. And like, one of the most, wait- I told you this story. So multiple things happened at this Bow and Duke Halloween party. One, and I don't know if somebody had drugs or not. There was something, I was beyond gone. Like, and I don't know a lot of hard hard liquor w- was drank. And there were a lot of funny things that happened throughout the night. But one thing was, I w- me and Wyndham, we chewed grizzly tobacco the, at the time. The, I always loved the grizzly wintergreen with it. Got it. And, but they had this nice couch or like they had a, a recliner chair that they put out back for the party because they didn't want anybody to like get alcohol or to throw up on it. And like, it was yeah. like their chair and like they both love sitting in the chair. And like, they, so <laughs> at some point in the night, Taylor like had told me like people were making their way out back and Taylor goes, guys, please don't fucking nobody, please just stay away from the chair. And so, but I was so drunk. So all I heard was like, go sit in the chair. <laughs> in the chair yeah. <laughs> but I, this is the relationship we all got along so well. Like, but, but I, bra- I got the grizzly wintergreen and, and I was really drunk and Taylor was like really concerned with me throughout the night because Taylor like was, had seen how much I was drinking. And like, I was yeah. like, I'm literally Frank, the tank that night just kept fucking going and going and going. <laughs> and like, so we're out back and I put a dip in and Taylor's like, right well, back. I don't think you're Skippy. I might've been, I think I was Skippy at the time. Skip Sheffield. Skippy, I don't think you should do that dip. And I was like, don't fucking tell me what to do. And <laughs> but, So they, this fucking chair that they have outside that they want everybody to stay away from. I get sick as fuck outside. Oh <laughs> I puke God. all over the chair. Brother, Holy shit. projectile. Don't just completely lost it. So, this happened, in Bray. And, and this, but where I'm getting at with this story is just so people they're, keep going. Go, I lo- we love it, bro. They're I such good go. fucking people, though. Like, and we, we, like, most people would have been like, and I'm sure they were furious. Don't get me, but like, they, they, they handled it very responsibly. And like, later in the night, like, I would all, we all had to get out of there, I had way too much to drink. And I've talked about it on the show. Like, it was just fucking, it was the best time, but way, way too drunk. And uh, I remember I woke up the next day like in my in my bed at, like in Tampa completely like what the fuck happened? Yes, like, like just yeah, 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 one of those nights, and and then got filled in the next day. So when I see them on Monday at the school in, in and in Wyndham and Taylor and and uh, we were going over everything though, and they go they go Skippy, you go you threw up all over our chair, and <laughs> and I go, I'm so fucking sorry. So that day though, they go I go what happened? They go they. I, I went and got cleaning supplies, and after practice, they 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 let me go to their house. They weren't home. They, I went over there and cleaned the chair all off for them oh, as, as good nice, as I could. Man. And nice uh, because it was like it, but it was like they 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 were like very just. They knew it like I can't explain it like they're just such good guys like some people would get really really fucking mad over something like that 100%, like man, and like, that's like it, a big thing like going over people's houses like, yeah you always worry you know yeah. Like, but we all got along so well, and they, they knew, like, everyone had too much to drink. And it was, it was just, we all had, like, a really good, we all had a lot of respect for each other and, like, and all, and cared about each other. And Taylor, that night even, I told the story, Taylor had, um, he was out back in the front. We were all out in front of their house towards the end of the night. And, like, me and Taylor, like, me and Taylor, when never in a million years ever would want to get in a fight. Like, always, like, just 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 pleasant guys to be around. And Taylor, I think, was having a fight with his girlfriend at the time on the phone. And I didn't know that. But I was like just like stumbling around out front. Like, (laughs) and for whatever reason that night, because Taylor was on me from like out back. And I don't know if I felt like, cause Taylor was a lot younger than all of us. So like, and I was like the older drunk brother at the time, like kind of like so I was like, I don't know if I felt like in my head, not picking on him, but like kind of pushing yeah, his button. Yeah. Or and like so that. he's yeah, on his, yeah. in his car, sitting in the car, like charging his phone, talking in the passenger seat. But like, and I kept wanting to come, like, I don't know if I wanted to wrestle him or something like in the front, like just <laughs> completely <laughs> just uncalled for though. And uh, we joke about this all We, Me and him, I, I always say, I go, thanks for not kicking my ass that night, man. I, I was like, I I was done. Like there was, we this is just shows don't. how patient, like they all are. Like they're just such good human beings. But I, like, knocked the beer out of his fucking hand. I go, you fucking show me some respect. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's like, Skippy, you got to go home now. And fucking yeah. Kalen Croft, I think my buddy Chris Pavone got me home. And But all of us, the party was over. I think they wanted everybody to go, but everyone was hanging out. We all had, like, they're just there for hours, man, having yeah. a good time and Like, there's multiple stories from that night from multiple people. Like, there was so much crazy shit. But that party was talked about for years of, like, all the chaos that happened. And it's actually amazing. Like, no cops came and, like, everything was actually, like, pretty civil for how how much. I mean, everybody was pouring alcohol down their throats all night. Like,
3: Who was the best dressed?
1: Do you remember? Bro, dude, so many guys. That's where I was, like, Seamus came as, like, Moondog fucking... He had, like, but people, like, invested, like, in the costumes and, like, had, like, I go, fuck. I was, like, yeah. I, that day I'm at Walmart fucking buying jorts to fucking come. And you, sh- you show up with a John Cena's kid Yeah, style. everybody's coming from 80s and 90s and 1970s wrestlers, and I'm fucking modern-day John Cena at the fucking... <laughs> Which was, was a ribbon itself. That was legitimately the only thing I had the, the fucking shirt, and I, I go to Walmart, and I was like, I pieced it together, and uh, but I I I, I didn't want to go though because I didn't want to drink, and I knew, but it was I'm so glad that I did because it was one of it's one of the best memories from Florida Championship Wrestling, and like just went man, I, I just met the, that's why it's just tough when you guys in developmental like it's not supposed to happen this young, you know, no, it's supposed not to fucking at all, get man. old together not and. At all see each other at fucking autograph somebody. signings fucking 30 years from now or, you know, but. Somebody posted,
2: like, uh, like just a regular mark in, like, some group that I'm in uh, posted, uh, like, oh, yeah, I see all these statuses about people being gutted, like, you didn't even know him, and, and I'm thinking in my head, like, bro, like, why do you have to write a status like that? Like, what is it, like, th- there are people that looked up to him and, like, you know, uh, and loved his yeah. uh, performances and, and, and yeah, like, you know, um, like, someone like me who, like, I didn't really watch Bray, but I, I knew of Bray and, like, respected him, like, I, of course, like, I'm, I'm you know, I'm not gonna cry, that's not, you know, I don't know him that personally, but, like, there are people that loved him and watched him and was a big fan of him, so if they feel like they're gutted by it, who cares? Like, how does it affect your life, you know? And that, like, irks, irks me so bad, you know? Everybody grieves differently, you know?
1: Yeah. No, it's, that there's, Wrestling transcends all things and, and, and just with life and like I I remember being younger and different wrestlers motivating me and that's all that I knew just from on TV you know and so everyone's gonna have a different experience with that I just we just gotta the, the hate and negativity there's no place for it at all or like it's like the, the, we're all it's just hopefully share good memories everyone's gonna have. A fan is going to have a different viewpoint than somebody like me. And, 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 and you know, his brother and his family are going to have an even different viewpoint than me and the fan, exactly. Like, we're all going to have yeah. only the experiences that we have had around him and that we know. And, and just I just choose to think of, you know, and it's just all good memories I have of him and the different things. And th- that's all we can do. I'm not going to acknowledge, no, no hate or negativity or anything. There's no fucking time for it with any of this. Of course, of this. not, not but, even a little bit. But, you know, I remember, fuck, there was a. I remember uh, there was a time, I think he, because I, I drove alone, you know, outside of when I, initially I drove with Cody and Daniel Bryan and Cesaro for a bit, and then I, I went off on my own. But I think Bray, we. I don't know if we, it was during the loop we were working each other, one of the loops we were working each other, or we are just on the same live event, and I always had my car, and I, I remember there was sometimes we'd have to fly into an airport, and then, but we'd have to then make like a two-hour drive or a two-and-a-half-hour drive if it was like a show in the middle of nowhere. Like th- that would happen on rare occasion or on some occasions. And so, for whatever reason, he didn't have a ride. He got in before other people of his crew were getting in, and I, I had, I got in like the same time, and in like so, we ended up riding. I go, they just ride with me. we were just getting so we were going to whatever the town was from the airport where we got in, and it was in the middle of nowhere. But we were starving. And it's just funny how you remember random things. And so I just remember me and and Bray are driving in the middle of nowhere. And, like, we're both talking about how hungry we were we're looking for food. And there's no – there's nothing. And randomly, in the middle of nowhere – and, Shawnee, there's nothing else around. There was just this really nice Italian pizzeria that, like, nothing else by it. Just this Italian pizzeria. And we're like, well, fuck. Like like, in the middle of nowhere. And and me and Bray enjoyed a nice fucking pasta lunch together. This, this middle and we're just talking like how the fuck is this place just like no gas stations it was just an italian pizzeria no town by it it was just like in the middle wow. and but like that always stuck in my head of like just us laughing together and having a nice lunch together and then i was telling uh chris pavone he was part of the dude busters with trent beretta he and you know we all were really close in developmental and thanks for explaining stuff to me big guy
3: because i don't know a lot of it yeah no <laughs> so i
1: was just just so because so, a lot of some people might not know him off the top of their head he was up there for a good a little period but not a long time but he Got was it. in developmental for a long time he, he's well known amongst all of us like Got it. yeah but he was just sharing a story about him there's a pizza uh west shore pizza place on the street west shore in tampa and he goes it reminded him and, and bray were on their way to go because we'd all you'd eat with different guys at lunchtime different times like you all of us we'd we'd mix and match who we'd go out with at different times and whatever this was him and, and bray were going to to go get pizza one time and it was bray's cheat day and he said bray was like a little kid in the passenger seat like doing little jigs like fucking like he was so pumped up for this he goes so every time he drives by the west shore pizza he just thinks of bray doing his little jig in the car and just like but that's like the shit like just all the little things you remember from all of the, when we're all around each other and
2: it's so true, man. Like you think of the great memories that happen, you know, like uh, and, and, and be great and be grateful for them. I think a lot of people in general, I think, and I, I'm guilty of it, too, is like we we are uh, we we I think a lot of us, we, we, we don't really take for we take for granted about the loved ones that we have around us Yeah. and like, you know, like I have friends that their dad, you know, they
1: passed away when they were two and I'm lucky I still have my dad, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I think about that know, all like, the time too. Yeah. Same here. Like I always, every time I
2: leave my parents, I say, I love you or my wife or my kids, like, yeah. you know, Um, and I think that, you know, I think that things like this make us feel that sensation of like, like, what if this was our brother? Right. You know, like whatever, you know, it's just he was 36 years old and yeah. a healthy human being, like for the most part, like from what we all know.
1: You <laughs> yeah. Know? And I never yeah. knew him to have any health issues, but I, I don't know his medical records, obviously. Yeah, I, 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 we don't know in yeah. the background. Like for, for the most part, he's wrestling on TV and stuff. like, so he had to be somewhat healthy to get cleared and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's what they said. That's what I, and I was talking with Joe and before it came out, which I I don't know how it came out. I I know the sap guy had put in, I don't know. SAP put it out. Yeah. I saw that. And I don't know if the family or or what, but like I I talked to Joe and it was like, keep it private. I was like, yeah. And then, then hours later, it's all fucking on the internet. I just go, Jesus Christ.
2: Yeah, he's like, I'm posting this with permission or whatever. So, so I, I, I
1: hope to God family. he did. the, know. But uh, it it's just, I don't know if he got cleared a, a week or two ago or whatever it was and everything. And then, fuck, you know, then he, he passes away. It's just fucked so up, So I don't man. know how you get cleared and everything's good. and it, Like, it's just... Well, the day before
2: my grandfather died, my dad spoke to him, and uh, and he just went to the heart doctor, and he was fine. He got a fully cleared. He was fifty six years old at the time in nineteen ninety four, yeah. and uh, the next day he passed away of a heart attack. So, you know, you just never know with yeah. these things. You know,
1: no, yeah, like, no, like, I know it's. But he he was barely he always worked out really hard. He'd lost a lot of weight at, at different points too. I always remember, fuck, I remember, I just now think I remember just live events, you know, like you go find a gym and just randomly, I remember seeing him working out. I remember it was when he, I don't know if they wanted him to lose weight or he wanted to lose weight. And I remember he was just like pushing himself really hard. He was always in the gyms and just like, because I was always in there for hours. I'm every fucking, so I just remember like, I'll go, fuck, oh, he's, he's turning it up. And like, and whenever he put his mind to something, he was able to do it. But like, yeah, I
2: feel like he was always in pretty good shape, though. Even when he was bigger, I feel like he was in great shape.
1: Yeah, lane. he had good he had good cardio. He played football, man. He came from football, so like yeah, he he was yeah. able to go. He's and, and he had an amateur wrestling background too, if I'm wow. not mistaken. He so he he was just a bigger guy. He but he was one of those. He we always he, it's funny he, he would on uh, NXT and we, everyone fucks with him. We joke about him, but when he was Husky Harris. He was uh, one of his lines. I think he said he was. I don't know if he said he was a, a tank with a Ferrari engine or like <laughs> it was. It was like it, it didn't. The line didn't get over in, in NXT though, but like it, it that That's a great it, line it's a great line, know did that but. Not get over? that is what he had though. He was a tank with a Ferrari engine or or a Hummer, whatever the fuck. I just remember it was something with a Ferrari engine. I think it was a tank with a Ferrari engine, but it never quite took off, but it was like, it's a very true. That's how he was though. He was like, and so his cardio was never an issue or anything. And like he, and two, you know, he, he always, he always, people will hear like the creative part. He was a creative genius. He, he was, he was very, you know, he, he was able to create an original character that had never been done. And of course people are always going to compare things and like, you know, there there's no replacing the undertaker there was that, but he was able to come in and create Bray Wyatt and become Bray Wyatt in a very quick period of time and get insanely over. And then actually, you know, multiple renditions of the character and then coming back, you know, from the Wyatt family and, and and then, you know, kind of being a little bit on his own, with Bray Wyatt and then going into The Fiend and then having the level of success, you know, and too, and just he never- got, He got other people over too, like Alexa yeah. Bliss, right? He yeah. got her over, he got- um... I saw that guy Eric Redbeard in person. Eric Rowan, yeah, my heart oh, goes to him, brother. Eric I can't Ron. even imagine what he's going through. He oh, was my God, bro.
2: I was just thinking about that this morning. Like this guy lost two of his best friends. There, just, I, I think
1: about the, the Wyatt family in that. Like I go fuck so young, and I, and, and Bron was a part of it on the on the, the 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 latter end of it, but the original Wyatt family of the three of them, of of it's like fuck. How are is, yeah. is fucking Luke or Brody and, and, and Bray gone already? It's like it wasn't that long ago, you know. It was ten fucking years ago. We were eight, nine years ago. We were eight years ago, seven years ago, working together every night. It's like,
2: hundred (sighs) percent. I saw that guy Eric at a at a show, local show by me. He is a big summer bitch. He is. Oh my huge.
1: god! I, I I don't get like even with tall people like I'm usually like all right well he's tall but he is like a, just a huge human being man. Like- he's great with his body too. I used I had to wrestle him on live events. He used to let me pick him up and stop Shawnee. He he's huge. You've seen him.
2: I've seen him. He's absolutely.
1: Monster. He would let me pick him up every night installing vertical. I would hold him up for thirty seconds sometimes up there. He was so good Gosh. with his body. He was able to like stay vertical for me and I was yes. like, strong enough to lock in and hold him in place and people would lose their shit because he was so fucking big and like picking up like, but he was, just, man, all of those guys were so cool. Like they just go they'd give everything. I remember just, I was with Brave for so many live events and TVs and like always, no matter how beat up we were, I was always like a hundred percent. He was a hundred percent. Like, let's just give it everything we got. Like what that's his mentality to that big guy like those like
2: picking up another big guy is it like is it That's, like them like giving you like their weight or something like
1: the what now the picking like up other guys that, like andre would like if he didn't want you picking him up he wouldn't get picked up like you know yeah like,
2: how does that work
1: like it's like, just it's, it's all just balance and timing of a lot of it and but you've got to be really strong also like the strength and so like, I, not anybody else is doing that with those guys, but they trusted me enough and they, but I knew how to, it, there's a, there's a, it's timing and it's balance. Like stalling verticals on that stuff, it's getting the guy's weight and the picking them up and then letting the weight, like I would keep my left arm really tight to my body to where my shoulder wasn't like, it was, it wasn't putting any strain on my shoulder and they were, were able to like get their hand on, on my hip and their body was like nestled into my my shoulder and chest cavity where like the weight in my chest was was able to like hold them up hold them up I yeah without you. me I having so their weight is balanced into me and then i would take my head and i would brace them with my head and my neck and i so i'd have them locked in and i had to, I, I didn't have to hardly do anything now but if they can't stay straight i would use my arm to keep them and kind of brace them and then i could control them back and forth to a degree but if they weren't good with their bodies and their weight started coming forward, like there's no hope like you're going to end up coming down. There's yes, no way. Gotcha. Cause he's just so fucking big so that they, but they were so good and they can lock themselves into position, man. Like it was, they were all great That's with their amazing. bodies. All of them, all three of them. Braun too, like man. Unreal. Yeah. I get the chills. Like I, uh, I watched a video of,
2: uh, of the first time that they came out and, uh, and i like it i get the chills hearing like the little kids singing stuff yeah <laughs> something about horror movies and like having children sing like these like children songs it's like so creepy you know there's something about it
1: they were there were so many great things this feud with cena with that when they, they did all of that and then i one of my favorite things when i was gone though was was seeing him and, and and Cena do that uh the fire was it the fire fight house match front house funhouse match. match that was at Mania right yeah the pandemic yep yeah it was so creatively well done and like this and, and I know Cena put out a thing on it and I just remember like and it was I just remember thinking this is fucking great that was so much of Bray's doing that's just how like his the way and Cena had worked with him and trusted and like I told you guys before like Cena once he knows you and how it builds up some trust he lets you he lets you creatively start getting involved much more and that was like no doubt that was fucking no doubt so much bray on all of that i'm sure cena had great ideas for it as well clearly and for
3: sure but but like
1: he let bray's idea come to life and we you know it it creates one of the most memorable moments so it's like he just he paid his dues man and and he he worked his way like you know he got sent down a lot of people wouldn't he, he he's in rare company in the You know, after NXT and he got called up to the main roster, he had a deal where something in the ring with Cena where it didn't, like, I I don't know if Cena wasn't happy with him or management, and he got sent back down to developmental. Most guys don't survive that after getting called up and then getting sent back down to developmental, either mentally or just whatever, or, like, they just fucking can't, like, they can't reinvent themselves. And he fucking took that negative and turned it into a positive and created the Wyatt family. And holy fuck, like it just shows like, like he 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 had a, a drive and a desire and that's where like all of us from developmental, we've got to respect with each other. Cause like we, we, we made it, you know, it's like, yep, yep, and there's, there's yep. like levels to this of like, there's so many guys like, in developmental hundreds upon hundreds and hundreds, not thousands as time goes on that, like, they just, they have a dream too and they get there and they don't make it. And everything happens for a reason for everybody. Everyone has their own journey, but it's like, there's a small group of us that like, fuck, we did it. And we made it. And like, Everyone, we all have to deal with all our bullshit and everything and the, all the sacrifices on the road and everybody's miserable at different times, you know, and like, yeah, yep. so you, you live together with on the you're closer with the guys on the road than you are with anything else in your fucking life.
2: 100%. So you're it's with them all
1: the time. You know, I think he had one of the greatest fucking comebacks of all time, the returns. I, I don't know. I think it's arguably and I, I, I personally would say it's probably the best return of all time. If not, it's going to be a lot of people's. It's up there when he came back and just the reception, you know, after being released and, and coming back and getting another opportunity. And, you know, it just, even though it was short lived on it, but it's going to now forever be remembered very fondly, you know, so.
2: Yeah. I, I see people compare him to the undertaker. I never really got that comparison. Like I never felt like he was like the undertaker. He I wasn't, but he,
1: I think it's the closest thing. It was just that it was, and he, he did it in such a unique, different way. It was a character with supernatural powers in a sense. That's true. Where, That's true. but entirely different. That's where I think time, and, and luckily he had enough time to show his creativity and how the character was different. It's almost like, you know, people just off the bat, oh, Ryback Goldberg. But as time goes yes. on, you can see differences. You go, wait a second. There's some there's some distinct differences in these characters. With it, yes. I didn't have the length of time necessarily Bray was was there longer and able to do more and did more and distinguished himself as an individual. And, you know, but they do the thing where Undertaker gives them the rub. I'm very glad they got that moment that will get to live on forever. You know, 100%. with that, yeah. that they did at the reunion show. Who was his dad? Mike Rotunda. He was IRS. Oh IRS. Yes, yeah, thank you. Yes, IRS. Erwin R. Yes. And he which yeah, I, I, brother, he's One of my favorite Yeah. Pro- yeah. Is that what it was? Yeah. Genius, Taxman. He, was, uh, he was one of my favorite producers though. He man, he loves he loves them so much. I I, I feel for them. Like I can't imagine losing Brett. like Wyndham oh, and yeah. Son, like what he's what they're going through. I just and know Bo that is his brother, right? Bo Bo is his is his brother, yeah. Got who was it, who was playing it. Uncle Howdy which I don't yes. know what the deal is. I don't know what's going to happen with him in WWE. And and that's uh, not none of my business, but it's just fuck. Yeah,
2: I saw something that they're going to, um, any merch that sells um, of uh, Bray's is going to go right to his
1: family. Yeah, so, which I'm very happy to hear that. that. And Yeah, yep, yep. That, that everything is, happy. they've got their, yeah. I know Joe's going to be going down to Florida, he said, to be, because, I mean, he he's always been really close with them. And uh but all their families down there together which is good you know for the kids at least is that where he's from florida? florida yeah and i don't know where specifically i know that i think they're from brooksville but i don't know if they still live there or if they moved if they live in a town around there but God, they I, uh they at least the family and everybody at the you know is is all within the vicinity of each other where people aren't spaced out where but i'm sure that everyone's just in fucking shock like i yeah, it doesn't feel i i it yeah. doesn't feel real to me I, I mean, I, I can't tell you. I was literally working out yesterday and I had a few sets left and I just fucking was just sitting there in my gym and I just went and sat down. And I'm just like, I was like, there's no fucking way this happened. And like, just like trying to like make sense of it all. And then I waited till Joe called me. He he called me back and we talked, we talked for, for a while and he, he was fucking a mess. You know, just, he, makes me he's talking, been through so much, so much, Joe, man. with losing his dad in fright. Like, but then we know like the more the longer we're we live and the more you know the longer you're in this business unfortunately you know, the more of this shit that's gonna fucking happen it's just you don't expect it with the guys this age you know no
2: never and even when it happens i don't care if it's happened a hundred times over it's never it's never any less surprising or upsetting like it's just nobody should have to bury their son or, or no. you know their brother and and uh and this is times that i kind of question things a little bit but you know you got to keep the faith and everything and uh and i guess he was meant to be an angel for a reason you know uh,
3: that's yeah. all
1: that's there's and, never i i just try to i've always and as i've gotten older and everything and, and processing death i just try to choose to celebrate it as much as possible like not not celebrate death but like look at the, you know the what positives can come from it and remember the people in a positive light and like what motivation can come from this of it. Like it's, but like, I, it's something we're never going to understand. It's the, the, for those of us that are here when we lose a close one or something and then the missing them and the the attachment factor, it's like, it doesn't, you know, too, with a lot of fans, you know, wrestlers. And this is why I try to tell people like we're all human beings, you know, like like, that's where I say like all the, the shit talking and the fake lies out there and these people the creating hate like like man just everybody that that talks shit about this guy for the last six months and like take a look in the mirror and and fucking think about it you know what everything that's going on now and look at those people that are writing those articles and maybe question if you should be looking at that stuff if that's healthy for you yeah
2: i remember even when he was in like uh when 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 the when he was i guess out of uh like, I guess he, he didn't sign the contract or whatever, and he was out,
3: like, and they were trying to re-sign him. I remember, like, all the shit that people were talking, like, yeah. oh, he's out, of, he's overweight, he, you
2: know, he, he's not in shape, that's why he's not in the WWE, like, just things like that, man. You
1: Like, you don't, like, I think sometimes people... We have to see all like, that stuff, by the way, you know. That's what I mean. Just that's imagine, I mean. so imagine he's out with his, with his heart condition, <laughs> and he's seeing everything about people saying he's, this is what I tell exactly. you people and, I, and I, I I was trying to fucking get this across at various points like it's not guys that's bullshit stop fucking listening to it. I've had to deal with it in different things. I just go and I go to the people that know me it's not true different things and I could see when it's going on with other people like I just yep. go because we all fucking know each other. never once has that man ever been difficult he he's the yep. easiest guy like and we all creatively have different ideas and different things. He was beyond fucking easy to work with at all times. With it, always yeah. willing, and I, I always gave a hundred percent. And this is—you're going to hear this over and over and over again from people that that know him and worked with him. With it, so it's like, are you going to believe the people that know him and worked with him, or people that have never fucking met him, creating lives to get clicks online, like because they, yeah. you know, so. One hundred percent.
2: One hundred percent. I just
1: fuck, it. man. Uh, I, I I'm looking forward to seeing what they do tonight and. Yeah, I'm going to uh, – I have a question to ask you, yeah. guy, about
2: you. Uh, so one of my friends, Joey, he uh, he's a big fan of Rybaxel. He loved the Rybaxel. Oh, yeah? Team, and he sent me – the there's a breakup of ryback so promo and he says that's one of his favorite promos ever. <laughs> he says that's like legitimately so he sent it to me to watch it and he just wanted me to ask you about it uh and the funny part is in that promo you were like uh we'll get back together so we can lose i
1: started dying laughing i was cracking up with like can you can you just, like, tell us, like, what happened? What, what well, was, that was we, – so we did a lot of backstage promos together that they never put on TV. So even that that breakup wasn't even aired on TV. That breakup was aired on .com. I had came back. I had my groin injury where I was gone for a couple months and, and came back. And But they had me – we were a heel tag team together for quite a while for that year. And then when I came back, I was instructed. I was told that I'm returning back to Babyface Ryback. And then they were going to, I was going to be getting pushed again. So I had just gotten back that night and I debuted against Bo Rotundo. Bo did it like an open challenge in San Antonio. That was, this was the following week, the week prior I'd returned to an open challenge, which was an unbelievable experience in San Antonio. That next week we were in Albany, New York. Cause I remember the locker room, I believe was Albany, New York. And uh, I was on TV. I, did, I think I did a, I might've did a match with Titus O'Neill and like a quick match with him and and then later, they go, we need to do a pre-tape for .com explaining that you guys have to break up. And so we did, like, tag teams are notorious, like, for, like, always having bad breakups or, like, one turning on each other. And, like, so we were just, like, we were, like, can we just not turn on each other and, like, just have, like, an amicable, amicable breakup, like, where we're, like, going our separate ways? And they're, like, yeah, sure, why not? Because it wasn't on TV. So nobody, yes. like, they didn't really have any directive of, like, Vince and them just wanted a fucking breakup for .com. Yes, so really. me and Axel... Yeah, yeah brainstormed for 5 minutes before and we go we did that all <laughs> brother that was one take on the fly bro honestly it's a great promo i was
2: i was cracking up i'm like uh, man i most people just see muscles but honestly you you really you were really good at the promo shit man like oh, thank you. i was impressed i was really impressed i was like uh, this i was cracking up laughing and it was like short and sweet it was like 2 minutes long Yeah. and i'm like this is like this is what wrestling is like to me, you know, like funny and like entertaining and like getting the point across at the same time. Like, I love that. I love that so
1: much, man. No, but wrestling. that was, it was like, it was, that was a good memory, man. But like, I hope that that's like, a, if I, I, that's one thing. If I, if I ever have another tag team, I'm going to try to go my whole career and never turn on a guy where we, I just have amical, amicable breakups with tag team partners. <laughs> And like, where my my career's over and my legacy is that Ryback was the most loyal tag team partner. He never turned on. <laughs> what if they bring a five-in-one mixer, big guy? Ah, we might have to turn on him. We might have to fucking shell-shock him if that's the case. They. Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, Br- there's so many, like, just random, man, like, just different things with him over the years, though. So.
2: Yeah, I, I, I love it. I, honestly I can listen all day. I, I just uh, sometimes I feel bad for taking up too much time on the show. You know. No. Well, but, I, I
1: purposely bring you on. Well, I know that I'm gonna have a decent show with you on. It's like I, I know, I know, I know. But if not, I I'm know. gonna have somebody on here fucking possibly going on how they they thought he should have been pushed more <laughs> or something like. Maybe taking calls and I'll just sit in the background. You're my like regrouper. Like if a call's going bad, I have to just keep you. I go back to you for a few minutes to get me picked. I get depressed when I get a bad call. It's like the the guy yesterday, I told you, Ronaldo, great guy. I I followed him back, but he subscribed to me. And then he just kept sending me picture after picture of Goldberg of like, like Ryback and Goldberg, like over and over. Then he started DMing me all the pictures. Because I I I followed him because he subscribed and I go I'm like fuck I can't take this (laughs) so like I I had to get him on and just like I go I just tried to explain to him like please don't like you could send me a photo or tweet me but like let's not do like twenty of them at once please and then he like it had the conversation he goes I understand I go okay what's your question and then it's like a Goldberg question. (laughs) I I think he called you Goldberg a couple times. I think a modern day Goldberg or something. It was just yeah. yeah.
3: up. So. I'm like, oh, my God, he's literally asking
1: what he told him not to. Like, yeah, like, but somebody I, in the chat even like just goes, oh, that went in one, one ear and out the other. It was like, yes, just, yes. he hears my voice, but he's just like, oh, my God, Ryback's talking to me, but he's not actually hearing well, the words. I felt like you handled that perfectly. Am I, I, right? I, I, no, was, no, I, I could have been a tad little nicer, but I wanted to get the point across. Like, please don't no, send I me. Think you, I think you were
2: nice enough, to be honest. I, I wanted I to
1: explain that, it to him. I followed him back with everything because he, he goes, can you yeah, follow so me back? I go, yeah. yeah. Unless yeah. You, if you send the pictures yeah, again, the five dollars. If you yeah, it's not worth the five dollars. Like I'll take it's away the subscription, the guys. I don't need the five dollars that badly. I I'll be okay like let's like five dollars doesn't give you an unlimited pass to, to to message me non-stop like it's not i'm gonna have to raise that subscription price to like 49.99 a month if we're gonna you know yeah. comes with, comes with messages. the full back experience they're like what's your number can i call you anytime during the day i'm like god ah, brother there's a lot of people subscribing now we got to
2: You know, uh, they uh, so Matt and Brian did this a couple of times early on in the major pod, they would sell their shirts or whatever. And then like the first like 50 people who bought the shirts, they would call the person and talk to them for like a minute. And and that works well, you know, but you just got to make sure that you block your number, you know,
1: because uh, you never know who you're calling. Right. So wait, what's that? I'm sorry. On what now? So on uh Kurt, Zach and Kurt uh, on on
2: the uh, on the major pod they uh, like a couple of times they had like sales
1: of like shirts and like yeah limited things like let's say you're
2: selling your uh Phoebe more nutrition right big guy yep
1: and you say okay
2: the first fifty people that buy you know a hundred dollars
1: worth I'll I'll call you and talk to you for a, your like, oh yeah answer. yeah and they
2: did that and it it was like, it was huge. And it's so funny. Some of the people that they end up talking to that day
1: are now working for the major podcast. Oh, wow. Like they're doing their merch. Like one of the guys, Mike, Mike connect.
2: Um, he he actually like became their merch guy because he used that phone call to pitch them on doing their merch.
1: And now he literally is like uh, with them as like partners. Oh, man, that's unbelievable. Yeah, it's really it's really
2: cool stuff, man. Just like me and you like things like that. Like it happens for a reason, you know. That's yeah, like,
1: good, man. It, I'm not it's, we, we, we've got a lot in common. We get along well.
2: A hundred percent. I can't wait to meet you. I was, I I feel like I know you and I don't even know you
1: like, you know, like that's how I feel. I told you Uh, that I, that I know that Vic Vegas, I I worked together with him at the Monte Carlo. He does, he, he, for people though, he's on the food network, Vic Vegas. He, uh, he, he does the bar rescue show. He's the, he's the cook. He he comes in to help with the cooks on the bar rescue show. And I've known him for many years. He was with me when I got signed and tough enough. And, but he has, he has some, some restaurants in Vegas and, uh, Sinful subs is one of them. Uh, the black and blue diners, another, but sinful subs is like they make these badass subs like all these. They, they have vegan subs, they have all these regular, just like things that are really unhealthy, things that are healthier. And um, and he still does things for the food network on that. But I was like, I, I, I could see us. I go, Is that that I used to watch that man versus food show all the time when I was a yes, kid, me too. and I just picture me and you just like an Arnold and a DeVito, like <laughs> uh, but big guys versus food where it's like just me and you and like the muscle guy and the heavier guy going around but we, but we go and we have our personalities and we go and do these food yes. challenges and like I could see it I could see it big guys oh, versus food on it. the food network just just touring the, the world going and but like just, we're absolutely horrible at food challenges <laughs> I was gonna say because I'm gonna I, I'm out Unless it's a dessert, I'm going to be shit in the, in the competition. Just puking in the restaurants and like, they're like, oh, these guys are nothing like the man versus food guy. Yeah, I see these people eating like 20 hot dogs, and I'm like, after the third one, I'm about to throw up. You know, I'm like, how yeah. do people eat these freaking hot dogs? Dude, know? I, uh, it's, um, I but my, my appetite now is very, very strong again. And after, But there was a period where I, I, I went, I hadn't, I was, I think it was after I did keto and I wasn't eating a lot of carbs for a period of time. And then I started, when I started transitioning away, I remember me and this girl that I know that was in town, she went with me. We went to one of the, the local restaurants and we were, she recorded and I never aired it because I, I failed I, I was, I couldn't handle any a large amount of food. I went and tried to do a food challenge where they give you like 20 different porks, like different sliders, but these sandwiches were huge. They weren't like little miniature sliders. They're not like little White Castle. They, these things were f- fucking huge. And there was so much carbs and fat. And you had to eat a big thing of fries. I literally ate like two sandwiches. And I was so sick. Because I, I hadn't been eat. I wasn't eating a lot of food. And I, we oh, just. your body was like shocked. Yeah. yeah like I, and I told her, I go. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. I, I go, I've never not been able to eat a lot of food. And I go, but I I wasn't eating a lot of fats either. And like there was it was just it was like I like literally was like nauseous like right away. I go, there's no way. I go, let's just stop and we gave the food to a homeless person and and, and called oh, that's it a day. Nice, man. Yeah. That's it a, was that's, that's what I wish they would do with all the food that like <clears throat> Like like if there's
2: extra food, like give it give it away, you know, if possible, right? Like that would be um I know a lot of restaurants just throw it out, you know, but I wish that, that there would be some way that they could, like, distribute that extra food somehow, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: Somebody in the I chat just made a comment, too, on tonight's show. I, I, I'm curious how they're going to do this show. I, I do hope because they have the, the the different talents talking and if they want, you know, to say what they want to say about Bray. But I was like, do they show? I wonder if they do a combination of of some of his best matches or, or, or his, his most memorable matches. And on top of like some some matches on the show too. I don't know.
2: I saw that he was in a Nexus. Was he in a Nexus when you were there? Or
1: No, he was so he was in Nexus after I got hurt with my ankle. And they oh, in the group okay, he okay. came him and, and, and Joe Henning, Michael McGillicuddy, they then joined the Nexus after I after I was gone after I'd got hurt in the group. Uh, in that, they, yeah. So we were never in it together on that, but we were we were in the group, you know, known for being I, in the group. I, I love that name, Husky Harris,
2: man. Like, my mom's maiden name is Harris. So when I found out that he was Husky Harris, I yeah. was
1: like, yo, that could have been me. Like, I, would, I, I feel like that name is, like, a me Like, I, I can't believe that that gimmick didn't get over, Husky Harris. He just wasn't. Like that... and, and, but it was for the best, because, I mean, his create, there was the. Oh, of course. Bray was way better, obviously. Yeah, but, but he went a whole different yeah. direction, man. Of, like, I never knew him to, like, know, like, and he started getting all the tattoos and. The different, like, and he had a whole other side to him that I, I never even knew that, like, he was able to tap into with all of that. And, like, I always, would know him as, like, they're country boys, kind of, you know. Like that artistic side, you mean? Yeah, the artistic side and, like, the creative side of that he was able to tap into. And, like, man, and it truly just one-of-a-kind one, one of a kind character that will be forever remembered. Some people, some people have that artistic switch in yeah. them that you, you see it, like... Uh...
2: One of the guys in the chat, J. George, J.G., he does the editing for the Major Pod, like, on their videos. And, like, when he edits the videos, everybody knows because it's so out of this world and awesome. Like, and he has the eye for, like, what people will pop for. And, like, I always, like, I love I love seeing people with artistic talent because I don't have that talent. Yeah. And I, like... It's like I don't envy – like, I do envy it in a sense, but I enjoy it because I don't have
3: that ability to do do, do those things, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I love that. Bray or anybody who's artistic,
2: yeah, I'm always blown away by it. Like, how did they come up with this? Or, like, you know, like, how, how did they – like? Cause some things you you don't know how things are gonna be received, right? Yeah. So you just gotta do it and go out there and see if people will like it.
1: And that's know, what and, I'm saying. Like he took a chance, and like the, the, the fact that and that got as big as it got. Like I never would have guessed that. Like it was just from what I knew him at. And like, but that's how developmental is. Like you, we all go through our like our phases of trying different things, and then like, and then like things just click and, and come together, man. And that whole thing clicked for him all the way with it. He was so mad. I remember too, like our pay-per-view match, I think it was at payback in 2014 or 15. I think fit payback 2015. And, uh, but like he, he was so good with his body. I think he did a, a, a splash, but he, with his, he landed on his back on me on the outside, which is a really hard bump, but like, it was like, didn't feel a thing. Like he was just so good with his body on like how to like disperse his body and not like hurt you. And, like, cause he, he's a big guy, man, And but he was, he was so just so good in the ring with things and he didn't have to do like the flips or anything like that. Like he, he, too damn big to be doing that stuff, but like he knew how to work and like, he yeah, he's yeah. just people. That's why I said like, he understood psychology, he understood his character and he knew how to, he knew how to work with, with other talents. And like I said, he was always, I, I found him to be very easy to work with.
2: This, uh, this is my last question big guy and i'll let you go but uh what who do you think um got the best um like like how do i put this in a question like out of all the people that passed away who do you think got the best send off like when it comes to like um like the show the next show after and remembering them and like you know what i'm saying yeah
1: you i don't, you, know I don't so right. you know the the one that comes to mind cuz you know i, I So it it depending for talents that are under contract, there, they're always going to have a better send off with the company because they're under contract. Yeah. Like, and so when a talent that's that's there and the guy in the the people that are on TV currently, you know, like the 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 Owen Hart, the Eddie Guerrero, the Chris Benoit, and before they knew or revealed what had happened or what they thought had happened, you know, and that, but like those guys all, and you say like very memorable, touching send-offs with that and, and very emotional and this is what i this is gonna this may be the the, the most emotional with it of them all i don't know with it not and it just this one is definitely just, has the, the makes of it, it right? yeah i think it's something that, i think they have an opportunity to do something really really special for everyone with this and, and i'm sure they with the talents and everyone and just i think just the stories alone because there's going to be so many great stories like, It'd be I, nice if they put the lights off and then have everybody the fire everyone the, with the phones and yes, yeah yes like that would be really such a cool thing to do. shine then, maybe a spotlight on the rocking chair in the, in the middle of the ring oh yes that'd yes, be cool did that with a. One of the toy groups i'm in somebody did that
2: with their toys they uh they put the hat on a rocking chair yeah and they and they uh and they took it of an empty picture without you know what i mean
1: yeah. like him not sitting in it that's a great idea man. i would that i would think that would be I'm, and i'm sure they've already thought of something that yeah. they're doing just on yeah. that just to, to kick off the show and I, I bet i i personally hope they just have a lot of stories of people talking like, that's I agree. I, that's I, the best part. Yeah, to it's tough. People. Not everybody is, is comfortable getting emotional, or not everyone wants, but I think a lot of out of respect, you know, that's like today. Like, I was like, fuck, do I do a show today? And I was like, yeah, just talk about them and just share po- cool stories. A hundred percent. That's
2: the best way to celebrate
1: somebody's yeah. life. Yeah. And like, because like, that's, too, I think a lot of people, like when you were saying earlier, how sometimes people can maybe some, some people act negative or, or want to kind of whatever, start going off on a different route with things. It's like, all of us too, And know. There's all the different social media platforms. All of us that know him are just sharing everything on every platform because we want as many people talking about him as possible. We absolutely, want absolutely, yeah. We want yeah. everybody to know how much he was loved and how much he's going to be missed. So, yeah. So, big guy, have a happy weekend, brother. And you uh, too, buddy. It's a pleasure talking to you. Likewise, and I'll, I'll see you Monday. You have a great weekend.
2: Yes, you too, brother. Thank okay. you. Later.
1: Good deal. Thank you, Shawnee. Get some calls here, guys. Bring Zygarde on. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Hello, hello. Oh, i right back. i finally got this hang Sorry about the uh, that previous call because uh, I was in the, uh, the in a the red. Oh, guy. I I couldn't hear. You. I'm sorry, you were cutting out. I can't. We're gonna have to. There's. I don't know if it's the internet connection. I'm sorry, buddy. I I could not hear you on that. bring on Sven for see what he has. Hello, hello. Sven, welcome to the Ryback show. All right, can't get Zven on. Bring on Matthew. Matthew, welcome to the Ryback Show.
3: Hey, Ryback, how you doing?
1: I'm well. How are you, buddy?
3: Um, am doing okay for the most part.
1: What's I, on your mind today?
3: Uh, just, I'm really, this really is really painful, you know.
1: I know, buddy. That is for everybody.
3: Yeah, and I just wanted to share my favorite, my favorite moment of Bray Wyatt, is when him and Alexa united together and when they did the Firefly funnels together, that was, that's a moment that will live on forever.
1: Yep, the great moment. He's He's got many of them and he's going to be loved and he's going to remembered fondly by everyone.
3: Yeah, that, that was my, one of my favorite moments of his.
1: Thank you very much for sharing that, Matthew.
3: There's so many more that I like to finish
1: this. I. It's gonna. We'll I, see. It. Tonight should be a, a very memorable night to to remember him by. So.
3: Yeah, I I I when I first heard this news, I I broke down and and I actually cried about maybe a couple, two hours about an hour or two ago. And,
1: I'm sorry, buddy. Well, Matthew, thank you very much for sharing that. I'm gonna get another person on to get to let some other people talk on here. And uh, and I hope you hang in there and, and you're watching tonight. I will. All right, buddy, you take care. You too. Thank you, Matthew. We'll get Derek. Welcome to the Ryback Show. What's up, buddy? Not much. How are you today?
4: I'm doing good, Ryback. How are you, man?
1: I'm I'm as good as possible, bud. Thank you. So,
4: what's going on, man? I just I just found out. I just got up. I just woke up and
3: got, right, right to the show, and I'm hearing this terrible, terrible tragedy. What what happened?
1: Uh, by all accounts, was well. I guess from the things online is well, he's been out since the beginning of the year with everything and. Yeah. I don't know the the specifics of the situation. I just there was that he had covid or had gotten had gotten covid uh and there were there were heart issues going on and in which that all had got released over the past few weeks that he was like had had some sort of a of life threatening career threatening injury or, or illness which was the heart situation. And then by uh from, from what was explained online, he was cleared, I believe two weeks ago, and everything it looked like he was gonna be making making a return at some point or, or at least cleared to. And, uh, and and yesterday they from what I understand they, they found him passed away from I guess heart failure or heart attack. Wow, what a blow. Yeah. What a blow. So I don't know the you know yeah. the, the in betweens of all of that, and so it, it's just—it's it, not like for me. It doesn't just it doesn't seem real. It doesn't—it doesn't feel like it. Yeah, I know
3: you were close to him.
1: That's we tough. all, yeah, and even if we like, I didn't talk to him all the time. Not being there, but when we were there, I was around him a lot, and he was a guy that we just—if you talked to, it's like you just pick right up where you left off, and you know, yeah. So, but it's—it's gonna—it's just—it's just disbelief, kind of the whole thing.
3: Yeah. Wow! Yeah,
1: I'm in shock. Yeah. Wow. But uh, you know, hopefully tonight they're gonna do a tribute show or something. Tonight better. Yeah. Oh, they will. I think they. He's under con. It's different when the talent's not under contract. You know, they they typically they're depending on your relationship with the company. You know how they handle things, but like he was, one he was loved by everyone, and two he was under contract, and it was they they should do something really nice for him. Yeah.
3: Yeah, no, SmackDown. Sh- nice tonight. Hopefully, hopefully Vince will do him good. I mean, you never
1: know with that guy, though. Yeah, I'm just going to choose to hope that they do the right thing tonight and the yeah. let everyone have an opportunity to, to to say how they feel and however they put that together. So, and you know, I'm sure I wouldn't be shocked if they. I, I would like to see SmackDown and Raw. I think he, uh, he he's worthy of, of of for both audiences, but.
3: Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. They better do something on both shows. So it's, it's, this is, but we'll, we'll let that just happen. That's, you know, they should not, even do
3: something on 2K for
1: him. Yeah. I don't know. It's, we'll have to, you know, they're, I know they, they, they're donating the merchandise, the all proceeds of, of his merchandise, which, you know, should hopefully do very well moving forward, even though they've always done well, but yeah. just in, in light of everything and giving everything to the family. So which is a nice, that's a nice gesture, so. Yeah,
3: well, shit, man. I don't want to be a bummer anymore on the day. That's, this day's already. Um, no nah, it's just, we're just, uh, no.
1: just trying to just talk and share good memories of the show that I had with him. And I yeah. you know another thing that I just remember, he always used to come up to me, and it wasn't just me, he would do it with multiple people. He always wanted to invest in, like, in in uh, into a, in a business on the beach and, like, have, like, a little, I can't remember the specifics. I just remember... He always wanted. It was um, what are the uh, the deals uh, the the cow the Kawasaki the jet skis? Not jet. Yeah. What are the, what are those of the deals that you ride on on the, in the ocean or the lakes? The the uh, sea ride, The what? Sea deals? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like he wanted to invest in a company with something with like different forms of like water transportation and like just retire on the beach. And like he would always pitch these ridiculous. <laughs> scenarios of like of us pitching our money together and like so we could all hang out on but like ultimately what he wanted he wanted the good group of guys that all he liked that he liked to hang around he wanted us all to invest and in be live together on the beach like that was like kind of like his dream retirement kind of like just kind of enjoy you know what i mean like just to be around yeah. the guys that he liked and and it, it's just that he was such a good fucking guy
3: man so, that would be awesome that yeah would be awesome.
1: so but it's man. it sucks it's gonna suck for a long time but and yeah. it's, there's, there's, it was his time and hopefully, you know, we could find positives in this somehow. And I think he's going to go down and I think, I think it, history is going to be very kind to him of how, and he, he talked to, you know, about his legacy and things. And I think he has cemented his legacy and his creativity and, uh, his stamp on pro wrestling forever. So
0: definitely, he's definitely one of the most creative
1: which will inspire more creativity and more superstars in the future. So he, yeah. he did his job. So, All right, Ryback, right man. Well, sheesh. All right, buddy. Well, thank you very much for calling in. You're a great guy, Ryback. Just keep going, brother. Thank you, buddy. something
2: will happen, man. Something will pan out.
1: Thank yeah. you very much. You take care.
2: And me and Johnny will be there.
1: I love it. Thank you. All right. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Bring on Jacoby and see what he has to say. Welcome to the Ryback Show. Holy shit. Okay. Uh, what's up, Ryback? Not much. How are you doing today? I'm um, doing good. Um, it's just been a, you know, a somber couple days as a wrestling fan, as you can imagine. I mean, I can't really imagine what you're going through as someone who knew Bray Wyatt. Um, um, my question to you is, uh, do you have any, like... Um, you know, any type of off-camera moments that you shared with Bray or any type of, you know, any type of fun interactions with him over the years? Yeah, we talked about a bunch of things in the beginning of this show, just random different stories, and I'm, I'm trying I'm, I'll think of more as we message other guys different things, things just pop into your head randomly, kind of like just like, like, I remember that guy just telling the story about him always, he'd always come over and pitch the beachfront little gimmick business to try to like invest a pool, to get, get a group of us to pull together money to invest in a business on the beach for a retirement deal. But like just, and then it was just, I'd have to go back and just thinking like we have interactions, positive interactions. Like I never had a bad interaction with him. Like there was never, even when like, we all like see each other all beat up and hurt and like everybody has all their own stuff. Even if he was upset over something, he like never let it affect like, like the, the show or let it affect how he, his effort or anything like that. He was always you know, he always liked to make people laugh and, and that and, and loved laughing, you know, like, that's like, I, I tell people, I always migrated towards him and his brother. It's one of the reasons I like, get along with Dolph so well is like, just love laughing, man. And those guys, like, they, they're just so innocent. And like, they, they just, they, they just enjoyed making people laugh, like true entertainers, you know, he, he was a true entertainer. And like, he, he, he took great pride in, in his work and everything that he did and, you know, and You guys, every what everything you saw, so much, so much time and effort went into all of that, and and he had to overcome a lot, as everyone does that makes it in the WWE. Like you, nobody gets up there like, and it's a, just a smooth ride for the most part. Like you usually, especially like talents that come from developmental, like you've got to overcome some shit to make it, and like he overcame a lot of shit, man. And um, I just look forward to seeing what they put out with him, and I, I look forward to just hearing the other stories everybody everybody else has with him because like. That's what like me and the guys I'm talking to. We're just kind of just texting stories back and forth. It likes in like one story will like trigger another story, and that's just kind of how how handling it and and choosing to to try to think good thoughts about everything. And you know, fuck, it's just him and, and Luke gone. It's like you hear about wrestlers. You know, w- you know we my generation of guys you, with everything with the drug testing policy and everything wellness policy, and you know the guys. People could still drink and, and, and you know, but there's not, they're not doing the hard drugs and things like that. Like, so the business on that end, as far as there is cleaned up a lot, as far as when you're there and a lot of the guys, it's not the same as the past. Like, I feel like with some of the problems that some of the talents had, but still like this business, just people go way too early, man. It's like, this is one of those, it's like him and Brody. Like I just, if you never in a fucking million years, would I think like we'd be having this conversation at this point in time, but. It's just it. It's just it's just in a state of disbelief, kind of still, and it's going to be that way for a bit. Yeah, no, definitely. I I really hope that uh, they do him justice tonight on SmackDown. To, to be honest, I really hope that we get a good tribute show to him. And I believe we will. Yeah, no. Uh, yo, yeah, thanks for thanks for having me on, man. I hope I hope you get back in the ring very soon, man. I'm a big fan. Thank you very much, Jacoby. You have a great day.
2: All right, you too, man.
1: Take care. Good deal. Thank you very much. We we'll get Michael on here. Michael, welcome to the Ryback Show. Michael, you these got to turn the speaker on on the bottom left of the of the thing.
2: Gotcha. How yeah, you doing? Sorry about that. Um, Hey, thanks for doing this show uh, today. I think uh, it's really important for a lot of our fans and, you know, for everybody in the business that knew him and meant a lot to him. Um, My question for you is I I just want to talk about in in a day and age where it seems like, you know, wrestlers injuries are almost, you know, public knowledge and, you know, people speculate, but, you know, for the rest of us in the real world, you know, if, something's wrong with us at work, it's kept very private. And, you know, I think this was kept very private. But how important do you think it is, you know, even, you know, whatever condition people have in the business that, you know, there's some sort of privacy that they still have and they can do what they need to do to get better. Uh, How important is that to you?
1: You know, we live in a day and age where, and you know, you've got the, the problem with this stuff is, you've got the dirt sheet people in in, in in that that have contacts within the business of and where you know unless something is you know in, in so speaking from like WWE you know and like we when I was there and they do this they have you have to go through a, a series of heart tests and physicals and and you have to routinely different times checkups and like you you they do lab work at various times and like they they do they want to make sure people they, they don't want somebody out there wrestling that has a, a condition or so so there are things done they, 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 that is done very well to for these things you know um, I don't know Bray's prior medical history or anything like that and it, it, it's just we live in a time in a day and age though where it's very difficult to keep anything completely private unless because like here's the deal like and in, say in a, like say Bray and had a uh, had a heart condition. And it Vince, and it was a phone call between him and Vince. And, you know, and then Vince, they're a publicly traded company, though, and they have to make an announcement that there's, you know, Bray, whatever. and But there's other people that are going to get in the know. Then these dirt sheet people have contacts and, you know, the people on, you know, people why isn't Bray on the road? And they've got to give information to, well, he has a health issue. He's off the road for the next four months or whatever. Now, instantly, just whatever you say, people are going to start looking into that. In, in from the dirt sheet standpoint or the people that want to be the first, they don't, they don't necessarily care about the health of any particular person and not to say that they can or can't, but like, they're just looking to get information out or be the first to have breaking news. And you see that with all things, NFL all sports with that. I just think in, when people in the, in the, in the that are in that, that limelight on with, with in that celebrity status and entertainers in general or sports figures, um, and with social media, it's not like the past where things were, were much more private that uh, the health information is, is much more out there these days. You know, I don't know what it will be very interesting to see what comes of this person, you know, this whole situation, you know, I, I've already, we all know, we all, I think everyone's, everyone's sees the comments and the different things. And like, you know, Shawnee I, I and like, and I'm just choosing to celebrate his life. The, the fact of the matter, and I was talking to Joe and we were just like, he goes, we were just like, whatever the fuck happened, it's like our friend is fucking gone. Right? So, but there's going to be those people that are going to look into things. And hopefully, I'm sure, is the autopsy and other. I'm, I'm sure that stuff will come out. It's like, it, right now, I'm just, it sucks. Our friend is gone. And it's, uh, you know, for the fans, the guys that you guys loved watching. But I think it's much more difficult to hide things these days than it was in the past. With it and, but that's going to be up to the family, you know, you know, if he had a prior medical condition or not, I don't know. within He very well could have with that, you know, I don't know anything to WWE, you know, there's everyone's, you know, I've seen all the vaccine talk and all that. We'll let other people handle that. I'm going to steer clear of that for now until I just know my friend is gone and it sucks.
3: Understandable. Yeah. I appreciate it, big guy.
1: You're welcome, buddy. Thank you. We will get patients on. Hello, hello. Welcome to the back Show. Hello. How are you?
0: I am good. I remember talking to you last time, and I'm not as nervous now.
1: Oh, that's very good. What's on your mind today?
0: Oh, oh there's so much. Um, I remember yesterday I got woken up, actually, about one of my old friends passing away. And it took me, like, all day to process it. And then when I found out, like, four hours later that Bray Wyatt died, all my emotions just, like, came out. I I couldn't believe it. I still can't believe it. It's just, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, if you don't get told yourself from that person, it's hard to believe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And... I think why it hurt so much really is because i'm sure all the wwe fans nowadays probably watched them whenever he was in the wyatt family or just running solo you know what i mean yeah and i admired all of his work i did he's very creative wyatt family fiend. uncle holiday because I, I have a theory that um, Uncle Howdy is Bo Dallas. And it would be really cool if, like, Bo Dallas came back with Alexa Bliss and they, like, continued his story. I think that would be
3: amazing.
1: Yeah. I think that is, you know, and I don't know what the status of Bo is. I was talking to Joe, and that was a private conversation about all that. But the I don't know what's going to happen with all of that or, you know, this is this is going to be rough. I don't know how quick Bo is going to even be looking to want to even get back in the ring, or if he's right. ever or if he's ever even going to want to. I don't know. He may need a lot of time with that. That said, you know, if that point comes, I I think that would be. Uh, I I personally would love to see Bo have from from a personal standpoint. I've always felt like he he never got a fair shake. And he did very well at everything they like the Bo Dallas character I thought was always very entertaining. I got to work with him a lot. And he was very entertaining and he can he can work and he knows how to wrestle. And I would like to I, I do think if, if his heart is in it, and and I would love to see that. I think that's a great idea of him continuing as himself and as that character and having the run and continuing on the legacy of of Bray Wyatt in his own way, I think would I think it would make a lot of people happy and, and for just, I just bow. But at the end of the day, you know, like for a lot of us, that stuff doesn't necessarily, it's like, it's like, it's being an opportunity to to make money, to take care of our families. And, you know, and that stuff is, is fun and it's great. But like the business is very taxing and emotionally and physically, and they've already been through the ringer. Both of them were. And this is like, and it, a lot of you guys don't understand that part of it. It's like, We'll have to wait and see where Bo's head is mentally with all of this. He may never want to fucking wrestle again. I don't know. So, right? I
0: can't even imagine yeah. how he probably feels right now. Yeah. I
1: don't, that's why I so, saw, I don't know how quick that would be something. That may be something that, that may be down the line. But I think just knowing them, like, he, he, they're probably, like, like, Bo, it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if he just chose to distance himself from the business. It wouldn't, just knowing, because, like, this stuff, like, because it, it, like, sometimes like he might not want to be reminded of this every day. Do you know what I mean?
0: Right, I don't blame him. Yeah. Don't think... Like, really, I think another fit. I know he wasn't in the Wyatt family for that long, but I think it'd be really cool if like Alexa Bliss like messed with Braun Strowman a little bit when he returns.
1: Yeah, we'll just have to see. I don't know where uh, you know Alexa with this, Alexis. We'll just right. have to see. The, we'll have to see. I don't know. I, there's there's a lot that has to happen with everything, I I, but
0: his family is taking this good, and I'm just glad that he's in a better place. Of course.
1: Yeah, it's the hopefully, and you know, it was peaceful, and um, right. he's gonna he's never gonna be forgotten though. So I think his I think his legacy is gonna gonna grow. I think as time goes on as well. So. Mm-hmm. It's uh but it, this is a tough one. Like I said, I'm kind of it, it doesn't you know, it, it's even difficult being gone in a way and like he was always one of the guys I was like looking forward to. You know, I've got to see some of the guys over the years I hadn't seen and at like re- various meet and greets or different conventions randomly. You know, some of the guys I hadn't seen in quite some time that I always got along really well with. And it's like I was always looking forward to seeing Bray. It's been seven and a half years and it doesn't yeah. feel like that long. But like I have not seen him in a very long time. And I was I was like, that was one of the guys that was like looking forward to, you know, just seeing him, giving a big hug. And it's, mm-hmm. you know.
0: Like, just the other day, I remember talking to my dad like, Barry Wyatt's going to return. He's going to dethrone Roman, and all, all that stuff. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I believe it. I believe it. But now I'm just like, damn. Now what's going to happen? Yeah. You know? No, it's
1: everything's cut short. I, I think that's a lot of people just from a wrestling standpoint I think there was so much we all wanted to see cuz I think he 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 intrigued all of us so much it was like what was he what can he do next you know
3: right
1: and so that's where it's kind of you know but we're never going to get that again but there is you know if, if things work out with his brother and they're able to continue it then you know we could we could see some cool things but just hopefully tonight is a very very good send off and right. it, <sighs> It is what it is. As far as like, that's I, I think tonight's going to be a very touching night.
0: I'm glad that Peacock released a two-hour-long segment of Bray Wyatt's best moments in remembrance. I think that was a very good step.
1: Yeah, that is that is good that they did that, and I think tonight we'll have to. I'm hoping that people get to talk about them on the show, and they're usually they'll they'll put together a good deal with this. I have no doubt. All right. So. Well, Patience, yes. thank you very much for calling in.
0: Of course, and thank you for having me on the show again. You're
1: very welcome. Thank you. Have a good day. You too. Good deal. Thank you very much. She said Peacock had put that out. I have not seen that yet, but she, I believe that's on Peacock, that she said they put the best of the Bray Wyatt uh, matches, a two-hour deal on there. I'll, I'll have to check. I have not seen that personally yet, but she said that that is on there, which wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me that they got that up. Yeah. Some people say, and there were so many rumors that Bray was probably going to be the one to finally defeat Roman. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, what the plans were for any of that, you know, all that stuff kind of is secondary to everything going on but get rob on rob good to see you again welcome back to the ryback show Rob, are you there?
4: Big guy. How's it going?
1: I'm well. How are you?
4: Personally, very well, yeah. got back late last night from uh, being in Spain for a month, so I'm tanned and healthy, I think I told you, and I've uh, yep. been catching up with your shows in the evening there, and uh, yeah, it's nice to obviously get back and get on and see how you guys are.
1: Ah, Thank you very much. I'm glad you're back. Yeah, no, man, just uh, just processing things as many are yeah but hit me out of nowhere i literally got in the door and texas were coming in i was like what is going on and uh yes just sad i think i
4: haven't been this upset since um eddie passed eddie Guerrero, and yeah. there's, there's reasons for that which i can explain obviously it's not nice losing anyone in our community um but the reason why i'm upset about bray the same as i was for eddie just Meeting those guys, um, they just lit the room up and yeah. spoke to you not just as like a fan, but as a friend. So I managed to get to um, speak to Bray for about three hours a couple of years back because um, I'm I'm friends with obviously his brother Bo, yep. which um, I can't imagine what the family's going through yeah, at the I moment. Can't either, so yeah. Message them and everything, and he's just such a great guy. Just talking about horror and it's just it's life. that sudden loss
1: of like not he's so young and he's like, you just not, it makes it that much more difficult. Cause I think there's so many elements of like the age and we, whether, whether on our individual, whether you're a fan or you know him or we've worked with yeah. him, it's like, there's just, it just feels like it's like the Kobe Bryant, you know, the tragic passing. It's like, it just, it doesn't feel right. Like, which is like, there's so much more for him to do in life experience, you know, have his family, like how does he, it's one of these are the things that like, I think it makes people question things at times. Like, with a, a man and the great guy in family with four daughters and like you're like why the fuck him right like there's there's pieces of shit out there that are alive that like you like they like they, they fucking doing stupid shit and you're like why why this one it doesn't make any sense but
4: it doesn't no and life's not fair is it sometimes no. um yeah i have the same feelings as you you know there's pieces of shit out there that's still on this earth and we've lost so many great people you know? It doesn't make sense sometimes. But
1: our time everyone, it's gonna happen to all of us at some point okay. in time. And that's why I just things like this, it's just reminders to and I and I have read a lot of listened to a lot of different books on death. And I try to, to just and it's always different when it when you lose someone that you truly genuinely know and, and you're gonna miss. But but like the to celebrate the good of their life and the memory and to, and to to remember that you know each and every day like is a blessing and a gift that we get on this planet. And not to take like each day, like I say, thank you. It's to, to you know when we get to it's like it's one of the things. The phrases I always tell people, it's like it's not I have to, it's I get to. We get to. Yeah. We get to wake up. We don't have to. We get to. And that is something that I, like this just reminds me of that more. Like every day, I get to you know an opportunity to try to 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 do my things that I'm trying to do to for me to get back. I don't have to do anything. I get to. It's an opportunity because of the gift of health and life and being alive and you know. So that that these kinds of things always really reinforce that for me, where I just try to even be more grateful and, it, but and it, it sucks because like I said, I'm just saying like it doesn't the not everything makes sense and but it's it was his time for whatever reason and you know
4: oh absolutely and I'm not going to go over the same story I've been on your show before and explained what I went through yeah. but times like this obviously yeah I tell people all the time even before this that. You have, if you have a passion or you enjoy something, just go do it to the full. That's why I go travel, go to music gigs, all the WrestleManias, you know, when I got out of hospital, I made sure that that was going to be um, what I did. And yeah, I'm just very emotional now at the moment, unfortunately. Just
1: yeah, reduce. no, I mean, it's, <clears throat> I was talking with, you know, it, it was hard for me to talk to Joe Henning yesterday because, you know, I've, well, I've I handled things a little, I've always been pretty good at handling emotional situations and and like i'll have my moments you know when i'm not doing the show and whatnot but like like joe was really having a really tough time processing it all and it's like it just it's tough man and we all like i i like last night i just sat up i sat outside with my dogs and just fucking fucking took a hit of weed and went and sat out back and uh just sat out there and you know just looking at the sky thinking it's like Fuck, man, it's it's crazy and it, it's things don't make any sense, but it's just we got to every day is a it, we got to just try to be grateful and, and just really remember the good things and understand that, like every day of life that we have is truly, truly like like it, it is a blessing. And it's it, our in our times are going to come for each and every one of us. And sometimes some people, we see that ahead of time a little bit and others shit like this that, you know, just fucking middle of the day. And Your heart drops because it's like not the thing you were expecting to see.
4: No. As you said, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed, so you mm-hmm. have to uh you have to enjoy it and do the best you can. Um I mean obviously i go going through all the tributes and stuff and trying to recover from travel, but I saw Miro's video and that was emotional and the rock obviously tweeting and yeah. everyone just seemed to he's loved by everyone, sort of really- yeah yeah just a great human being and, and kind and such a unique and creative mind just for this business um yeah, you know, i can understand why people like taker and and everyone respected him i saw your tribute and i mean what's kind of your um best story with him i mean obviously i'm sure you've you guys have been together before backstage yeah and-
1: it, no it's just it was it was from just the beginning like never a bad like we, I would go, we'd hang out by each other and developmental and like whether we're practicing. Cause he's, we'd always have something funny to say or laughing. And like, they didn't take yeah. life too serious. Like when we, they just liked having a him and Bo. Like I say, they, cause I was, I always hung around them a lot. Just fucking man, Like they just loved life. Like they were just fun, loving country boys. And just, he just, he just loved to laugh. Like I didn't share. This is another story. This is just, and this is a stupid one, but I, it's, I it just popped in my head. He, uh, you know, after it, we were in Crystal River, Florida, uh, was it, no, I'm sorry, not, I'm sorry, I apologize, it was not Crystal River, it was a town, I don't remember the specific name, but I remember Edge came back and wrestled, I think, or was there before he came back from his Achilles injury, and Another great guy. yeah, Yeah, it was, I, I just remember the building that we were in, I think it was like an armory type building in, in, in Florida, we used to run a lot of different armories, but I remember, I remember what it looked like. Bo and, 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 and Taylor and, and, and Wyndham, Wyndham was in the fucking passenger seat. This is just the stupid shit that we would do with each other when like, just to make each other laugh after it was, the show was done. We've got the ring. Everyone got the ring back into the loading truck and everybody was kind of going to their cars, getting ready to to head home. Sometimes we'd all like guys would go, go get ready and go out, you know, to go to a bar after a show Not all the time or go get a bite to eat. Other times, like some of the guys, we lived in the same apartment complex, but everyone kind of did it was groups of people did different things but i just remember this particular time Wyndham, he goes skippy they'd call me skip i was skip sheffield time. tell you skippy and i was i was going back to my my vehicle and i go why well, goes get over here and uh, taylor they had the cars off the, the lights off in the car so it was dark in there and and so i he goes come over here look at this i couldn't i go what look at what he goes just fucking look at this so i i get all the way over to the passenger side and I'm, I'm like, what am, what am I fucking looking at? And then Taylor hits the fucking lights of the car. Wyndham has his fucking nuts out of his pants. <laughs> Bulging out of his fucking pants. And everyone just busting up laughing. And then they fucking, woo! And then fucking took off. Like, just stupid shit like that, man. You know, that was just one of the random, just funny shit. Like, just love to laugh. And, like, everybody has oh, a million moments with him. And I shared the ones earlier. But like he was, he was just a pleasure to be around. Like, and this is why I and I, I, I talked about it like on the show. And I when I tell you, like, you guys, like when the fake dirt sheets and the people put out the bullshit, and I try to tell you, I go, no, he's a great human being. And anyone who listened to this show knows I've talked about this several times with him when they were putting out all the fake news on him when he was out yeah. with things. And I didn't know exactly; I just knew something was going on, but I wasn't wasn't gonna. And I just, but I, I tried to like clarify, like he's a great fucking guy. One thing I do wish, I wish more wrestlers would speak up for wrestlers when bullshit is coming out rather than when they pass away. I do wish more of us, because I wish more of us talked, like when when dirt sheets are going after somebody and we know that it's fucking bullshit. I wish people would speak up more and go, no, this guy's a fucking great guy. Shut the fuck up. Like with this, this is a lie. I wish more people did that. Like not just before someone passed away with it, but like I am happy like with him. You guys are going to hear a million fucking great stories about Bray like yeah, and it's absolutely. it's like but this is why I was saying months ago with the fake shit was coming out it was just it's fake the guy is not difficult to work with he's a fucking no, great no. human no. being and it's like now and like now and, and and I hope to god everybody that was to do that played a part in that really takes a good hard look in the mirror man and like think about what you're doing with human lives like cuz that now he's fucking gone so and and he's never well, going to be back that's it
4: and when I used to post about him a lot on my facebook um, <clears throat> i would get into full-blown arguments with people who say no no he's difficult to work with he won't do this i was like no that's not the case not the case why at do all. you believe everything out It's the same with when i post about you because i say i come yeah. to your show and about eight percent of the people are like oh that's that's amazing you know we, we can't wait to see him back and all that and there's always going to be these people that come and say oh no no he's right back says this right back says that have you actually achieved- spoken to him if you listen to his yeah. show oh we didn't know he had a show well yeah i wonder why you didn't know he had a show yeah. this is the link go watch him actually take the time and see what he's really like and stuff and the same with bray anyone that knew bray and met him
1: knew he was such a sweet guy and just easy to talk to yeah. um it. it's just ridiculous what gets put out there and that's where i um, was like and I, and I where i questioned like where this stuff comes from and like People don't realize him, but we have to see all this stuff. And like, I, I just—you imagine he, he's out with heart issues because he was out, and everyone—and like, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah. and he and he did a good job. At, he had his family, and he stayed off social media quite. He wasn't. He doesn't have the business. He's not on it like me and sees a lot of the things. But he saw enough. Right. It's like, man, just think of like, just imagine you're out and like with a heart issue, life or death situation, and you've got fucking the wrestling world questioning your fucking you know, that you're difficult to work with or this, it's just like, or whatever the fuck is all the bullshit. And it's like, but that's why I just, I go wish I hope more wrestlers speak up and learn to speak up against the dirt sheets and the people that are pushing lies out of the men and women that do this. Cause the majority of people are great human beings. So absolutely. And he, yeah, he man, was one of the man. best man. And he's, I'm telling you guys are going to tonight. I think you guys, everyone's going to see, you know, how, how fucking missed he's going to be. He's, he was, uh, he was a, a strong fixture in the WWE brand for the last 10 years of like in that locker room and in the behind the scenes and like, yeah. it's going to be that, that is, it is personally, but it professionally is a huge fucking blow to that company.
4: It is. It is. Absolutely. And I'm so excited when he came back last year, I thought they did that perfect. Yep. The,
1: uh, I texted him orders. brother. I told him, yeah. I go, I knew he went through some, I just said, Congratulations, and and he and like we had some really nice words back and forth, and but I could just he was he was so happy to have another chance to, you know, and and I'm happy he got to go out and people got to see that promo and and him kind of you know be a different like more true version of himself even if it was just in that one moment, but like yeah, it, you yeah. know, those are the and cool. It's
4: the year ago. That's
1: crazy. Yeah, he it doesn't. It's crazy to even think about that. That was a year ago almost. It's. But you know he loved he loved wrestling like as we all do in that and but I you know I I just hope overall with all this I really hope like I really really and I talk about the the dirt sheets because I see all the bullshit I really hope that we could that some shit can get cleaned up with this moving forward with this in general with all the lies that get pushed out because like, man these are real life human beings that do this that love this and you know and I think just more of us have to unite and stand up against these fucking people that are pushing out the lies trying to create hate and negativity constantly for the talents because it's like he gave he literally gave his life for fucking wrestling so and he's hes left such a big impact in the short time as well it's just his um, yep. matches, promos, characters
4: everything you know it's very hard to come up with a unique gimmick in this industry when everything's been done before but yourself, Bray there's a Many other names that are able to do it because they've got the talent and uh, mind. It's just uh, yeah it's been amazing to see what he's done over it, all the years, and yeah,
1: I agree, brother. It's he put together a body of work, and, and, and it is gonna, it's gonna live on, and it's gonna influence future future pro wrestlers for sure. And it's he's gonna be that's why I said his legacy is just gonna grow. It's uh, so he's gonna be missed, man. It it, it doesn't feel real, and it's not no, going to feel real for me. for some time, but uh, we've got to just find a way.
4: And what you said about the Dershowitz, I mean Edge, who's a great guy as well, had to come out in his own personal time at home saying none of that's true about the yeah. contract dispute and all that. So it's they, just... like, so
1: who was the who broke that first? Do you know who broke that first?
4: Wade Keller.
1: Yeah, and I, who I've had, he said things about me over the years that I could were false. I remember seeing when, they like, just fucking like. Man, like people should blackball these people, the dirt sheet people. That, like, the people that come out and put this shit, like, where the fuck are you coming from? Like, with that, like, they want
4: to be close to a story, don't they? That's what the problem that's is. All,
1: as they, well. they, they, this is where I try to tell you guys they, these yeah. people don't give a fuck about the men and women who do this and love this because I, no. I really believe that most of them, and I'm not going to say every single one, but I believe no, most no. of them are insecure and jealous that they never could do this. So they have, they have this hatred and jealousy towards all of us that can. And so they go, fuck it. Well, I'm just going to come up with whatever because I'm being a good reporter. And like they, they're just trying to get clicks and make money. They're literally making money. And so if they don't have a story, they have to make up a story to get my, to make money. And this is where I'm saying it takes a special kind of fucked up person to do that kind of work to begin with on it. But the, they're the problem. This is I, I'm i telling you, the Melchers and all these people and all of them. These are the people that are they are they are contributing to the hate of wrestling that we see online with a lot of fans, because what do they do? A lot of fans go read an article or a negative article or an article put out, taken out of context or a completely false article. They don't do any homework. They just react negatively and then go react to that person. They go read a fake article on Ryback or something not not entirely true or taken out of context or written in a negative light. Or on Bray, on that he's difficult to work with, and then they go right, they tweet, "Oh, fuck you!" This blah 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 blah, you suck, you piece of shit. And then like, but you see what I'm so like, if that article didn't exist, that that person would that then act like that with it. But this is where I say this stuff has to get cleaned up on it. But the best thing is to do is block them and ignore them. But these people, I, I tell you guys, you got to be careful on the content you consume out there because these people are fucking. We all refer just so you guys understand us in the business refer to to refer to them as parasites. Like like we we literally call them parasites to each other with it. We don't respect these people. We don't like these people. They're not, they're not, they don't care about us with it. And they're, they're using you guys to get clicks and money on it. And then, so that's just, there's not a good relationship amongst the wrestling community. And a lot of the, the companies are playing to these people. Some of the other companies just so they could fucking be on favorable terms with them. But a lot of these people, a lot of the wrestlers don't have respect for these people. So. And someone with common sense would
4: be able to see that, but it's just ridiculous. Yeah, um, but... I mean, I'll get off in a sec, but I will mention this. Um, Kayla Braxton, she's a super sweet girl. She just put a joke in tweet saying um, she didn't want to get up and go to the toilet because she kept being clumsy and falling over. And the next thing I see is that she's reporting, oh, Kayla Braxton likes to wet herself in bed. It's like, guys, shut up. Yeah. That's not what the post was about at all.
1: But that's what that. But that's just—they're parasites. They don't care. They're just trying to get clicks, and they don't care at, at any expense. So, but I think uh, it, it, the people that did that, like you guys, are going to see anybody who reported, you know, on the Brave stuff previously and lied. You got to look at that. We need to start. We're doing checks on the reporters on this yeah. stuff and calling these people out for the bullshit that they're saying when they do this with that. When when something is especially as serious as what this was. So,
4: so. Absolutely, because it can affect your livelihood. Same same with yourself and yeah. uh, other wrestlers that feel like they've got a bad name when they haven't. Yeah. It's um, stupid.
1: But that's why I will continue to raise awareness on it. And But today, you know, we're remembering Bray, and, and just it's yes. fucking, he's going to be missed, man. So I thank you very much, though, for calling in.
4: No, no problem at all. Have a good evening, and um, we'll catch up soon, okay?
1: You got it, buddy. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Good deal. Thank you very much, Rob. With that, guys, I've got to, we've got to get wrapping up here. I've got to, I've got to get a few things done and I've got a, uh, another feeding time video. I'll, I'll be talking more about Bray for the feeding time video for Monday. I've got to, I've got to knock that out in a little bit, get a few, quite a few other things done, uh, with everything. But, uh, you guys, hopefully, hopefully, SmackDown tonight, they, um, they do a nice deal with him and, uh, I know that they saw, they put a post people, a bunch of people tagged me I, WWE on Instagram has now, they put a post up of Cena AAing me through the ambulance. They didn't tag me though, conveniently, but they tagged John with it, but I made sure I went on there and, and made a comment on, on the post so that people can see And my, my Instagram has gotten a lot more activity that people are seeing me on that. So the, uh, but yeah, so that was good being on there. But the uh, SmackDown tonight should be uh, something special, I'm hoping, with Bray. And uh, I appreciate all of you that, that called in and uh, shared your thoughts. And Shawnee, as always, it was a nice conversation and uh, sharing some of my, my uh, memories with Bray. And there's more that's going to pop in my head hopefully Monday's show. I've got some more stories for you guys with everything and uh, we could talk about the show and everything they do. But I think you're going to see the one thing is he was universally loved and he's going to be forever missed. So he was, uh, I, I truly loved working with him. Like it just, it makes me smile. The the things and all the interactions that we had and, and never a bad, never a bad moment. Ne- never mad, never angry, never anything. Like just, just fucking a sweetheart of a human being. And he is gone Gone far too young, but uh, I love you, brother. You're going to be greatly missed.